Hello and welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies we thought were cool and do it in person now. I'm your host, Farron, and joined in person, we have Heather. Hi, everybody. So this is actually the first time we've done a an in-person recording since, I guess it's January 2019. I think Spaceballs was the last one we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I had one I did with Adam, I think, a week later. And that's it. We've been in locked, you know, we're in lockdown and, you know, but yep. we're all vaxxed and boosted and all that good stuff. And you got to visit the Sentry Box and it's been a good day. So, <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to our listeners, come to Calgary, visit the Sentry Box. It's amazing. So, yeah. So we're going to do another episode uh, like the one we did before where it's instead of doing movies, we're going to do trailers. We did fantasy last time and this will be the first of two we do. That's science fiction. Uh, I was going to do the horror one, but it turns out you don't like horror movies, so that would be kind of a bust. I'll do those with Adam or something. So, because he's moving back to town, so we can do those with him. Now, the one thing, I mean, you can see the preview of the of the, the, the trailers we're about to do, and you'll note that in the early 80s, everyone wanted to be Star Wars, because Star Wars made a ton of money. I mean, hell, Star Trek the motion picture wouldn't have happened without Star Wars. Battlestar Galactica wouldn't have happened without Star Wars. I can't say that's actually a bad thing because the original one was really bad, but <laughs> the remake was pretty good. I mean, it went totally off the rails, but well, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? So the first one we're going to do is a multiple Academy Award. Okay. No, not really. Um, a really shitty film from 1980 called battle beyond the stars. <laughs> Ruthless invaders, a defenseless planet. Battle beyond the stars. A lone youth escapes on a last-ditch mission that begins at the edge of the universe. finds more than he expected. <laughs> and all he can handle. Does your species have kissing? Oh, yes. We have that. Try one. That's a hot dog. It comes from Earth. Do you like it? There's no dog in this. Mm -mm. Soybean meal? Niacin? Dextrose? And sodium nitrate flavoring. That's what we call meat back home. Battle Beyond the Stars. Starring Richard Thomas. George Papard. Robert Vaughn. John Saxon. <laughs> a battle beyond time, beyond space. Nice fire! That ends in a desperate gamble. They'll be able to board us. It won't make any difference. Get that hatch open! No! 
battle beyond the stars. What, what, what was that called again? <laughs> I'm not sure. So that's a, that's a movie that they made. And do you know what it's about? Because I'm not sure I do. I, I, I think there might be a battle. Not, where, I'm not quite sure where. But where, though, yeah. <laughs> beyond, beyond the Moon, Beyond Antares. That's a song from Star Trek. I, um, I don't remember. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to watch it again either. No. No. <clears throat> no. Could you be more generic, right? Like, it's, 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 it's Star Wars, right? The, yes. And it's, the sound effects are stolen. Yep. Right? The laser sound are the, are the lasers from Battlestar. And... Now, here's the thing. We're going to watch the other one right away. Okay. And so you can see how very, very, very different they are. So this is 1983's, so almost four years later, Space Raiders. <laughs> Thundering across the galaxy and into legend. The last brave starfighters who become Space Raiders. The action explodes as the fight for freedom races across the universe. Get us out of here! A frightened boy, a last-ditch hero and his alien crew, soaring into battle to save the galaxy. There's another one coming in! Such an appealing little boy. When you touch this boy, I'll kill you where you stand. Desperados, battling for their lives, suddenly given something to live for. Things are always happening that we don't expect. Now, you can think of him as an ordeal, or you can think of him as a great adventure. It's the adventurers who make it. We got in a retro rocket. And we're gonna crash! High adventure. Non-stop danger, a battle for life and glory with the future of the galaxy in the hands of five desperate outlaws and the ten-year-old boy who teaches them the true meaning of courage. Don't let it touch you! Space Raiders in a last desperate battle. Aliens from a thousand worlds. And now for you, boy. Soaring through deadly laser fire with the one boy brave enough to challenge the deadliest force in the universe. We can fight him! Look, you're a kid, you're no gunner. I'm the only gunner you got! Come on, kid. Let's go get him. He's a stowaway on a stolen ship, ten years old and 10 million miles from home. Space Raiders, the greatest adventure a kid ever had. If you played those side by side at the same time, they would match. Yeah, it's all the same shots. Yep. So my guess is, and I, I recognize this, I've seen both of these films as a okay. kid right on Super Channel. Even I went, hey, that is that one weird-looking ship that looks like the fallopian tubes in the uterus? Yep. The weird-looking thing? Uh, because it's such a distinct model. Um, at first, I thought, oh, they reused the model. But watching these trailers, it's clear they had a, they purchased all the special effects, all the model work, and just filmed the live action. But it's the same story. Yeah. Except instead of a young, horny guy, it's a kid. Yeah. But it's, other than that, it's... 
it's the same story the you know being pursued by the evil overlord rescue the galaxy blah 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 it's the same film beyond the space raiders yeah pretty much look you remember these films how many of them they just sort of pumped out oh yeah it's one after another yeah and you know what both of these films probably made their money back yeah couldn't couldn't tell you they were probably both direct to vhs I'd imagine. You remember what it was like. You go into the store and it, it's all about the cover of the yep. VHS. And it's like, oh, this looks really cool. I'll get this. And your parents go, yeah, whatever, sure. This one says space. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's it. You know, it's like the fact that these two are identical, I promise you would not have phased. Uh, I would have been five when the first one came out, eight when the second one came out. And I bet you I loved them both. Bet you I love them both. Did you ever see either of these? Uh, not, not that I recall. Uh, did, you, did you see either of them and are not sure which one? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I saw either one. Yeah, it's um, it's a like I just the reason I chose them these two as a theme is because they're identical. They are. Uh, I and it's funny because when I picked them, I didn't clue into the fact that it's literally the same special effects. I just recognized the ship and the the story. But, you know, seeing them, because the way the PlayStation 3 works, as you can see the video yeah. footage from several at once, we're literally watching the same... All oh, the space shots are the same. Yeah, well, it's the first 10 seconds it shows you a clip of the first 10 seconds. Yeah. And we're seeing literally the same shots both times. Throughout, the like, every space shot is the same. Is the same, because those are probably the best shots they have. Yeah. Like, it's clear on one of them... Uh, one of them is sort of a dark blue. The other is sort of a brownish. Like, it's clear they used filters yeah. to play with things. And there's a few cases where there's a different background. But it's obvious they had access to the original shots. So it's probably the same special effects company. And you've seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, I assume. Oh, yeah. Okay. So when they made 2010, the year we made Contact, they had to rebuild the Discovery model based on the movie because the production company destroyed the models because they were afraid someone else would use them in a would be tempted to use them in some shitty film so kubrick had them yeah exactly uh kubrick had to you know he had them destroy the model but when they went to make you know the next book 2010 suddenly they needed they needed it again <laughs> hey about that model yeah, yeah but it was the same with all the sets of the discovery all of it had to be rebuilt from scratch based on the original concept drawings and stuff like that um here, clearly it wasn't an issue for them, but we weren't talking about... You know, <laughs> yeah, this is not 2001. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah it's, uh, but, you know, it's funny. We, you know, this whole podcast is based on the idea that the movies that we watched were awesome. But some of them were just shit. And we forget that every decade has movies like this. You know, the, the, the garbage you don't remember. I mean, how many movies have come out that you've seen on Netflix that you will never see again? You'll never remember... The next day. And the fact that, you know, we're digging and I'm finding some of these old movies, it's because our generation never learned how to let go of its goddamn childhood, which is why 80s is cool again. But <laughs> think about even the Marvel films. Yeah. How many of those films are utterly forgettable? Many. You know, I mean, everyone loves something. Like, I'm sure someone out there thinks Thor 2 was the greatest of them. I liked Thor 2. Okay, so you're wrong, but no. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I just didn't like it. I just thought it was uninteresting because I didn't think the elves needed to be in it. Like, it would have been much more interesting if it had just been Thor and Loki. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. But, you know, the one thing I noted, when, remember I did that whole thing where I reviewed, like, all of them? Mm -hmm. I watched them all over the course of two weeks. I remember saying that the one problem they had was immemorable bad guys. But And that's a coherent group of storytellers sitting down around a table designing movie after movie and making sure they connect, and they still couldn't create memorable bad guys for most of these films. These are just... You know, 
slapdash, okay, let's make a movie. We got a few bucks, let's make another movie. And it's, it's amazing how many of them are utterly memorable. And I promise you, most of the people who would have seen the second one, Star Raiders, would not have made the connection to Battle Beyond the Stars. And they probably saw it because it's probably the same geeks. Yeah, and honestly, it's entirely possible that we rented both. And they just fell out of my head. Yeah, it's... it's... But that's the neat thing about films from this era. Like, it has schlock like every other... Um, like, like you, you know, remember, you ever see the alien invasion movie called Battle Los Angeles? Mm, parts of it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I'm one of the few people in the world who enjoyed it. Very quickly, uh, a knockoff movie came out called uh, Los Angeles Battle. Like, <laughs> like they just pumped that shit out. Like, yeah. you know, there's a new, there's Jurassic Park Dominion, I think, or Jurassic yeah. World Dominion, whatever. There's 4,000 of them yeah, now. Yeah, but it's the last of them, right? Because there was three Jurassic Parks and there's three Jurassic Worlds. And then this is meant to wrap up all of them. They brought back the original cast. Oh. And good for them. But already someone pumped out Jurassic World. Or Jurassic Dominion, like it's meant to be. It's meant for people who aren't paying attention and will, will buy. You know, this movie was probably made with little plastic dinosaurs going <laughs> rah rah as they smashed them together with their hands. Curse like, your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yeah. Um, but you know, every every era has this. I mean, you know, the the, the what was it the uh, the most uh, flattering form of was it the, the, imitation is the, the, the highest form, form of flattery. flattery yeah. yeah, I sort of look at these and. I have to laugh. But at the same time, I can't blame them. They're just putting out a movie. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's like if you ever watch a cop show. If you've watched one cop show, you've watched them all. Some will do better than others, but there's only so many plots you can have in a cop show. So you're going to see them. You know, how many Star Trek episodes are you go, oh, I've seen this episode before in another series? Check. Yeah. Check. <laughs> Check. Um, oh, it's the time travel episode. It's the, it's the holodeck accident episode. It's the transporter episode. What makes people come back to them is that they're well-made. Yeah. And this is sort of the same thing. You like space movies, kid? Here's a space movie for you. Directed video. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. There's, there's, no, there's no illusions that these are for adults. No. These are kids' movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, do you have kissing on your planet? Why, yes, we do. I promise you, the kiss is really not... Yeah, it's a smooch. There's no... There's no you know, there, there isn't a disco ball and porn music in the background for these for kids. So at least I hope <laughs> oh, not. Come on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that would be terrifying. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, don't go there, Brain. Okay. So, our next two movies uh, come under the theme of uh, old, well-regarded films that have been resurrected for horrible reasons. And so the first one is a 1980 movie called Raise the Titanic, which I learned is from the Clive Cussler novel. He did, he, like, remember in the 70s and 80s, they had these, these techno thrillers, like, um, like I did Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton. He did these sort of things. Like, it was all about, it was either about spies and high-tech problems, and it wasn't like dumbass action. Clive Cussler wrote those books, but his were always a little more on the hero side of the technical thing, like, the protagonist in all of them is a dude named Dirk Pitt. I promise you is not a porn name. Are you sure? Uh, I'm absolutely sure. Uh, but they've been making Dirk Pitt movies, like Clive, Clive Custler novels. Yeah. They've been making these for years. What's his name? Um, he does those Lincoln commercials now. He was the, the, the lead in Interstellar. Um, Exit guy. I can't remember. He, was, he, was the, he played the preacher in Contact. I can't think of his name suddenly. Uh, he... Um. he it's right there on the tip. Anyway, he was in one of these movies too. Here, the Dirk Pitt 
not the porn guy. Uh, he's in here. He's played by uh, Robert Jordan, who played Duncan Idaho in in the '84 version yeah. of Dune, and he played the U.S. Secretary of State in Hunt for Red October. Ooh. Oh, Yuri, you've lost another sub. So he's in this one. But so let's take a look at this one. So this is 1980s. Raise the Titanic. What a lovely thing she was. Standing as high in the water as one of your skyscrapers. And God himself, they said, couldn't sink her. Then in two hours, she was gone. And 1,500 souls with her. Control, this is Deep Quest at 8,000 feet. Negative contacts. This is Turtle. No contacts. No. the jackpot it's at the bottom of the atlantic ocean you're talking about 12,500 feet underwater which leaves us with only one choice are you talking about raising the titanic yeah it's the biggest job with the highest stakes anybody ever dreamt of Just got changed. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Mark. So it looks pretty cool. I would watch that movie. Yeah, it's a very good film. And actually, you get it off of uh, YouTube. The whole thing is on YouTube. Sweet. So again, it's ba- it's based on a Clive Cussler novel. The Robert Jordan, uh, the actor, he plays Dirk Pitt. Again, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, you know, and his brother Lance. It's like... Dude. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a porn movie waiting to happen. Um, Matthew McConaughey, that was the actor I was thinking yeah, of. I, he, I, I know. Yeah, he uh, he played Dirk Pitt 
It was a terrible one involving uh, a missing Confederate ship in gold, and he's sort of the adventurer, explorer sort of dude. But this is a like it's a very technical, sh- you know. It, it's all about how they raise the ship. This is before they'd actually found the Titanic. Robert Ballard for the for the Woods Hole Woods Hole Oceanographic Society or something. I, he used to talk at the end of the SeaQuest show. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the guy who found the Titanic. This is before they found it and realized it had broken in two. They had right. no idea. And this was a novel written in the seventies. The movie came out in 1980 or thereabouts. And it's just like, it's of course the Titanic, I think was still a big deal in 1980. I mean, there were plenty of people who were alive who had been on that ship in 1980. Yeah. Who were kids. There had been a very famous movie. That my mother remembers called a night to remember. Um, it's, you know, it's about the night that the Titanic sunk. Huh. Uh, this is before the uh, Titanic, you know, the, <sighs> the James Cameron movie. It was a good song. My heart will go on. That was okay, but uh-uh. the rest of it was a terrible film. It was a Harlequin it's... romance aboard the Titanic. I, I, I didn't see it. I, re- I, re- I refuse. My mother made me take her, so my friend uh-huh. and Paul and I took. And you know, it was just boring. Like I didn't care. But well, I know how it ends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Happy ending. Um, the, the romantic lead drowns. But you know, this was very technical, and it involved um, the Soviets and. Uh, the idea was there's some rare mineral that the space program of the of the U.S. and Russia needs, and they were transporting them on the Titanic. That's really why the government's paying for this, and it's got a really cool twist ending to it. Once they actually get the Titanic, yeah, we should do that one. Um, it's a good it's a good movie. It is absolutely worth doing, and it's funny because when I found it, I I, I was looking for bad movies, frankly, uh, and, <laughs> and this one came up, and I thought that sounds cheesy, and then I thought. Hang on, I've seen this and I really liked it. And it's quite the cast, like Jason Robards, Alec Guinness, you know, oh, Kenobi, yeah. Robert Jordan, he's an excellent actor. I lost him way too soon. He passed away in the early nineties. You know, it's full of great actors. Like I said, it's a technical thriller. It's a Michael Crichton sort of thing where it's all about smart people trying to do something that is technically difficult. I like that kind. Yeah, and even though it's Clive Cussler, he was more on the action-adventure side of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have, like, high-end technical 2001 or 2010 on one end, and, like, Indiana Jones on the other, Clive Cussler is a little closer to Raiders of the Lost Ark on that scale, but not by much. Like, it's about in the middle. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, like, uh, what's his name? Um, Michael Crichton would be a little on the... 2001 more technical yeah. less drama side uh, but it you know there it's a good film the other one uh, is called <clears throat> King Kong Lives from 1986 you ever see the movie um, The Big Hit nope with uh, Mark Wahlberg it was a really bad 90s action comedy and one of the run- and really bad and one of the running jokes is his cheating girlfriend loves the movie King Kong Lives <laughs> and won't return it and so Mark Wahlberg's, char- Mark Wahlberg's character, who's a hitman, by the way, keeps getting threatening calls from the video store, return the damn movie. Uh, and, of course, doesn't realize that he's harassing a hitman. It's a bad movie. Don't hey watch man. it. Hey, man. Video store's in the 80s, dude. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but King Kong Lives, I watched it last night. I'd never seen it. And I have to admit, uh, I was actually a little shocked, but this movie is, is excellent. The, the music is subtle and yet robust. It's very emotional. The special... I'm, I'm kidding. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> it's, you're giving me looks. Yeah. I can't go through this joke. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to dial 911 yeah, right. if you keep talking. Yeah, I'm kidding. It's not 911. Those are the guys with the butterfly nets you need to... Yeah. The, the nice men with the hug me jacket, as you play. Exactly. We'll put it. Yeah, this movie is embarrassing. Do you ever see the 1970s... King Kong with uh, uh, Jeff, yeah. Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange. So this is the 
the sequel. In fact, it starts with him falling off the World Trade Center because they didn't use the Empire State Building. They used the World Trade Center buildings. Right. You know, anyway, so this is the direct sequel and it has Linda Hamilton in it. So let's, let's watch this, shall we? This trailer, not the movie. That would be mean. Well, how's our boy doing? Easy, big guy. Hold on. They're approximately 50 feet tall, wearing their birthday suits. God, look at the size of him. Did you say your beast is a female? He was trying to get to the female. hero is back and he is not happy king kong lives so this is a movie about two dudes in gorilla suits beating up a lot of models and those were the best shots yes they were they really really were so i chose this one same thing as the titanic it's sort of like a beloved movie you know a night to remember in king kong bastardized yeah. though at least raise the titanic was genuinely a good film this movie i started watching it at 1.5 speed to make it go away <laughs> it's so bad but it's the, it's the 80s right what can we dig up what do we have in our in our bottom drawer that we could pump out because this thing was made on a set yeah. I'm not sure some of it was made in the forest, but it's like, but in the meantime, look who's in it. Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Like this is after Terminator several years. It wasn't a tiny cast. No. Um, you know, she, it's funny. Linda Hamilton kind of went nowhere because yeah. she did Terminator. She did a great movie. I want to do with Tommy Lee Jones called black moon rising about the theft of a high tech surveillance car. And she plays this really scary government agent. I don't remember what's any good or not. I'll have to watch it at some point, but really the Terminator movies are the only ones she's ever done that are of any, no. decent yeah yeah uh this movie is just like every every piece of dialogue you could imagine imagine it its worst version and then make it twice as bad i have, I have, I have a theory for you oh yeah so you remember in our normal ones where the more co-writers the the worse it is yeah uh the more times the movie guy says the name of the movie yeah. or the tagline yeah the worse it is yeah well here was it america's biggest hero, hero is, is back. back it was just a flash of and he's like, not happy yeah well there was three times they show you that yeah. and and, it, and it, it's never on enough for you to actually read it if you're not paying attention yeah. and then he says it so it's four times and yeah and he's not happy they do twice like dude really like it, it's <sighs> just like who looks at this and says this is a great movie 
The funny thing is, it's it's not only is it bad, it's boring. At least if it had something interesting going for it, that would be something. Yeah. But it doesn't. This is a steaming pile of poo. But but the trailer makes you want to watch it, doesn't it? Um, no. No? Oh, no. damn it. Okay. Not, not really. No. Shit. Well, okay, then maybe we'll just leave it there. Oh, sorry. Um, I figured you'd, you'd want to talk forever about this film because it's so great. I mean, no, it, I mean, it, this thing looks like it was made on a budget of $3. Yeah. Which isn't fair because at least one of those dollars went to craft services. So. Mm. But it's $3 today, though, not $3 in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, then it would have been two dollars, but yeah, no. This film, I mean, it it has a reputation for being one of the worst movies out of the eighties. I mean, they made another movie where this was a joke that someone loved this movie so much they wouldn't return <laughs> it, and it, it, that's the running joke it was. And I mean, that was a that's, shit movie. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so there's there's you know two sets of trailers we've seen. The they're the same trailers and the disparaging our glorious cinematic past trailers, and. Uh, yeah, so I think maybe we'll leave this, leave leave these ones there, and we'll come back next week and we'll do four more. And uh, anything you want to add about these four glorious trailers? You want to watch any of the movies other than uh, Razor? One out of four ain't bad. Yeah, it's not. No, great. wait, it's just terrible. It's ter- actually yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, 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 so the, that's, that's, that's a failing. That's a failing grade, Heather. Um, yeah, so we'll just leave it there, and um, we'll be back next week with four more. <laughs> <laughs>